Welcome back, everybody. My name is Majesty Dennis, and you are listening to the Somebody Should Have Told Me podcast, where we are talking about our convictions, our career, our coins, and our overall wellness. Everything we wish we would have known sooner, but now we know. Today, I want to talk to you about our career slash coins, because we will be talking about the coins that we collect from our career, okay? And by coins, I mean dot, dot, dollar bills, okay? Because you should not be nickeling and diamond when you are working 40 hours a week, okay? So this is things I want to tell you because I feel like you should know. So I wrote a book. If you don't already know, now you know. I have a consulting practice, Corporate Girls Consulting Practice. Um, And actually, Corporate Girls, ironically, started out as a hair company. And I wanted to appeal to the beauty that is the everyday working woman. And within my marketing, I, I was sharing like different career tips. And the career tips seemed to be doing better than the hair. And so... I just started to lean more into that. Also, um, I am an entrepreneur, but I have a regular, I work in a regular nine to five job. And so I work in the tech industry, um, but I did not always work in the tech industry. And so now within my role, because of where I am, I work in very close proximity uh, to C-suite leadership. And so I wanted to increase my level of discretion. So I kind of changed the way that I was marketing. Um, and so with with the hair company and just have kind of switched to the basics of career. So I wanted to get into some things because I feel like a lot of people ask me about my career success or people don't know the options that are available to them career-wise. Now, I was... Uh, you know, raise an entrepreneur family. I feel like entrepreneurship is a core value for my family. Um, I feel like my mom has tried to support at least some type of business knowledge in uh, all of my siblings and I, you know. Um, and so I started Majesty Mime Academy uh, when I was teaching uh, Mime as an after school program. Uh, I think I started that when I was like 15. And then when I, <laughs> um, like moved out. Then I started to work more, um, in addition to the ministry. So I kind of always had like a business component, um, a ministry component. And then more recently the regular, uh, and it's probably not as regular, uh, but a career component. And so I want to talk to you about how I've kind of been able to navigate some of those things. So, as I was saying, I wrote an ebook, Six Steps to Six Figures, Majesty Six Steps to Six Figures. If you're looking for that, the link is going to be in the show notes or the bio of this podcast, wherever you are listening to it or wherever you are watching from. And when people always ask me, I, I have compiled these things uh, into a few simple steps. And by a few simple steps, I mean six. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> okay, so six steps to six figures. And I want to go over a couple of the steps that I feel like have helped me because let me tell you, 
I'm not sure at what point we'll put this episode out, but when we talk about all the constraints that purity culture has put on you, right, and uh, all of the things that you cannot do while you have other people um, acting like they are your Holy Ghost enforcers and monitoring your salvation, it's like you can't go to the club, you can't smoke, you can't drink, nor would I actually want to. Those things are actually, for the most part, very detrimental to your well-being. you know, also don't do drugs uh, and, and all of these things. So I feel like in order to really enjoy yourself more fully, you are going to need a little bit of coins so you can have more cultured experiences. And I don't know if your work wo- mind works like my mind works, which is that I seem to find expensive things to do. Like, who are the people that love to just take walks in the park? I do. But I feel like there are some people who naturally find inexpensive, affordable ways to have fun. The things that I tend to find seem to cost money. And so I feel like you owe it to yourself to create the life you want to have. You owe it to yourself not to wait on somebody to come and create that life for you. I believe in financial empowerment. Okay. Worst thing you could do is be sitting up waiting on someone to come save you. Waiting on somebody to come pay your rent. Wait on somebody to come pay your light bill. You got to get up. And I'm going to tell you how to get up today. Uh, and I'm going to tell you how these experiences um, have affected me. I'm going to get into a couple of the steps because you really just need to get the book. Uh, one of the steps is network before you need something. Um, and I think you should always be connecting. Always be looking to meet new people in your life. If you have all the money you need, all the love you need, all the friends you need, all the house you need, the car you need, and you never need anything else in your life, that's when you can stop networking. But if you want to be growing, want to find love, want to get more money, those are things that actually come from your network and the people that you know. Um, And so... I'm always connecting on a personal level, not on a transactional level, okay? Not all this, what can you do for me? Because it never works. People can tell when you are coming to them and you are trying to take from them. People can tell when you your energy is just like you come to them and you have your hand out. doesn't get you very far. Um, And so I think part of uh, networking is being exposed to people who are doing better than you. Okay. And when you are exposed to people who are doing better than you, I encourage you to make yourself a student of your next level. If I were to walk into a room uh, of millionaires, trust and believe I will not be talking about my baby six figures. I will be listening. I'll be taking notes. I will be trying to implement implement the things that you, that I am that they are telling me. And one of the things I think that is important is when you posture yourself as a person who can always be learning and never stop learning, I think that's the best way to proceed, to build new relationships. And don't ever put yourself in a situation where you start acting like you know everything. Now, what the things I'm going to be sharing with you, I did not always know. And so I want to give you a little 
tippity tip 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 on why I feel like I'm kind of qualified to speak on these things um, and not to toot my own horn, but toot toot. And also um, because sometimes there's just a lot of people talking on the internet about things they are not actually experiencing. And so I want to do make sure that I give you I definitely said do make sure I want to make sure that I give you uh, some of my credentials. So let's see. In less than four years, I have successfully increased my salary by $100,000. That is my base salary or excuse me, my annual salary. I have landed multiple six-figure roles. I successfully negotiated a $20,000 signing bonus from my last role. I have negotiated over $100,000 in equity. Uh, for those of you that don't know, those are like uh, restricted stock units or stock options that your job might provide. And that is in addition to my base salary. Um I actually just got another check from one of my old jobs that I no longer work at um, that went public. And so I got some monies there, even though I don't work anymore, I work there anymore. And um, I negotiated for my job to compensate me for my cross-country relocation and my cross-country relocation coming back. When I did not like it. Okay. And we're going, we will, we'll talk about step number seven later on, but we're just going to work on the six steps for today. Uh, and then let's see, I have negotiated for company sponsored corporate housing. That means I'll be needing my job to pay my rent while I look for permanent housing. Um, so for those that don't know um, and don't follow me, Personally, which you should, you should follow me on Instagram at the Life of Majesty, M A J I S T Y. Um, I moved to San Francisco in February of this year, and I'm now back in my favorite city in the whole wide world, that is Houston, Texas. And so I'll be sharing a little bit later on in depth about that experience because the funds was proper, but I did not like anything else about that. And so I had came back here. <laughs> uh, additionally, you will want to listen to me because I have successfully uh, pivoted across industries. I actually used to work in education. I worked in the legal field. I worked in. Yeah, I worked in the legal field. I worked in the energy industry a little bit, and then I worked in um, tech most recently. So that is why I want to talk to you about these things. Let's talk about knowing your numbers. Okay, so before I started to learn about stuff <laughs> as it pertains to um career, I felt like my understanding growing up in an entrepreneur family was always like working is like just, I don't know, less or very frowned up, frowned upon. But 
I think it was coming from people who are kind of like taking hourly jobs, you know, and then you're working so hard and it's not making a difference. You're working so hard and you're not coming up. You're coming up short. You're in a position where you're not negotiating um, for all of these things. Um, I came to this epiphany. So I kind of have my faith set up to where if anything happens where I lose a job for any reason, I just always believe that God has a better job for me. I'm going to be getting more paid time off, more money, everything. Just it's it's going to be better. I believe whatever is next for me, I'm never going downhill. It's always going to be more success, more blessings, more funds. Okay. I am not one of the people that is like uh, shy about getting the money. I don't care what you call me. You can call me at the bank. That's where I will be. Okay. Y'all should see my producer. He's cracking up. Okay. Anyways. Um, and so let's talk about knowing your numbers. So how I got this idea is that I, well, first of all, <laughs> this is so ghetto of me. I had one of my home girls and she always used to say, uh, I need to save money. And then I would look up and she would go buy like two and three pairs of shoes, like a couple hundred dollars worth of shoes. Then I remember one time she was like, I need to get my hair done. And she went and bought bundles and got like a sewing, like just like that. Me, the way I was set up, I felt like I need like a six month savings plan or something to get myself together to get all my three bundles in one month and, you know, be able to do everything that I was doing. That's how I felt. Y'all, until I started writing out, I, I put it in a spreadsheet and I said, what would it be like? This was my definition of success in my early 20s. What would it be like to get my nails done twice a month? What would it be like to get a pedicure every month? What would it be like to get my hair done? And I looked up all the specifics. I picked the hairstylist. I looked at their specific price. I looked up the apartment that I wanted to live in. And I added all those things up. Put a little extra on there for taxes. Okay. That's the main thing. Whatever you think you need. Add about 20, 30, in some cases, 40% to that. So that by the time taxes come out, you'll be where you want to be. And it wasn't until I got this job and I put the numbers in my spreadsheet and I realized that you can spend and save in the same month. But at the time, I was only around people who were struggling and not doing well. And so in my mind, I was like, either you're spending or you're saving, which is why I couldn't perceive why my friend used to always be like, I need to save money. And then I look up and she'd be shopping. Who knew you can actually do both every month at the same time. And there are several people who save money every month. Uh, And so I started to realize people are really out here living different. Okay. (laughs) So I wrote down my numbers of what I wanted to do and everything like that. And by the time I put that, put a little extra on it for taxes, I was like, I need to make $55,000 a year. That was my number at that time. So I got this, I put it out. So I had been like, I had applied for 
like over a hundred jobs at that time. And I was like frustrated. It was getting to the wire. It was like time for me to move, whatever the case may be. And I just went on LinkedIn and it was like just this very desperate post. And I was like, does anybody have any admin jobs? I am looking for an administration job. Like that's, that was like the tone of it. As desperate as it sounds like, is anybody out there? Does anyone have work? That's how I, I felt like I sounded when I put that out there. And surprisingly enough, one of the girls that we knew reached out and was like, hey, have you learned about this admin position at my job? So I interviewed for that job. Now, this is why I say it's important to network before you need something, because I had known this young lady for years prior. And so she told me everything. She was like, the people at my job, at this job, are very bougie. This is who you need to meet. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to wear. And so it pays to have someone literally pays, pays to have someone at whatever company you're going into because they can really give you the lay of the land when this is someone that you know. So she told me everything. Y'all, I fixed my hair up at the time. I put on like some little press on nails. I went in there dressed like how dare you like not pay me what I'm worth. Like you would have thought my life was so together the way I went to this place. When I tell you, I desperately needed that job, but I didn't act desperate. And so I remember, so mind you guys, my number to live my dream life at this time is 55,000. Okay. So did what I was supposed to do. I interviewed all these things. Everything went well. I got the offer. Y'all, I will have, you know, when they gave me that job offer, they offered me $59,000. You could not tell me anything. You could not tell me I wasn't absolutely rich. Now, this is why you need somebody in your corner. And thankfully, this this person was a friend. And so I was like, girl, they already, you know, brought the offer in at 59. I was really trying to make 55. And she held me accountable. She was like, you still need to negotiate. Our counterparts will negotiate, even though, mind you, I'm above my dream number. So, y'all, I go back and I'm like telling the telling the recruiter, thank you so much for the offer. I appreciate it. I'm excited about the opportunity. Uh, my friend at that time helped me uh, craft this email. And I'm like, uh, I think, you know, this a salary of 65 will be more in line with, you know, what I'm going to be able to provide and bring to this role, this, that, and the third. Y'all, they came back with t- to me with 63. And then by the time I got a raise the following year, I finished at 64. Uh, I did have stock options uh, at that role or no, we had profit sharing. Excuse me. Excuse me. That was a big one. We did have, um, what was it? Uh, I think it was like profit sharing that they would do. And so that went into my other account. They had like IRA match. So this was my like first big girl, big girl job where I feel like I'm like, you know, really doing something, have some money set up towards the future and all things maybe. So from that day on, I was like, I will be committed to negotiating always 
And uh, so now when I have friends that, you know, get a new job, if I didn't know that they were um, trying for a new job, I say, congratulations. Did you negotiate? Uh, Because I always want you to be thinking, especially as women, it's like hard to feel like, take what you get. You know what I'm saying? Or or accept whatever is given to, her, to, to you, right? And no one is hurting but you and your family when you don't maximize the potential. And all of these businesses know that the first offer is never the highest. So you need to be negotiating. Okay, so I'm really doing something. Now, mind you, with my $64,000 at this point. So fast forward to the year of our Lord, what, 2020? I made it through 2020 unscathed, Okay. I like everyone was having a financial hard time and I was like so grateful because I was like for the first time I'm doing all right and I want you to know that January of 2021 these people done cut the department (laughs) and that was the end of that (laughs) $64,000 Y'all, I was working from home at that time, and I promise you, I crawled under my desk and in fetal position cried. Do you understand me? Anytime you get a a, a 15 minutes notice that you have a meeting and it's company-wide and you didn't know about this meeting, they probably don't have good news. So I was like, okay, my face still set up. Anytime I lose a job, I'm going to get a better job, even though that was such a big deal for me because it was like my first couple of years really getting stable. Yeah, I ended up going to my next job. That's when I broke into six figures. Um, That was good. I had a lot of good. uh, So so at my $64,000 job, I um, had like four weeks paid time off. I think it was like a week of sick time. So I'm always believing for better, better money, better pay, better sick time, all these things. And, oh, I'm talking. Okay, let me make it quick. (laughs) So I'm always believing for better. Get to my six-year job. Uh, That was my first tech role and discovered unlimited PTO. But I think it's more about what I learned in the process of getting to my first six six figure role. So I'm thinking, mind you, just as long as I go up, I'm already at a good number. I'm doing better. So I remember interviewing at this company and the recruiter asked me what I was looking for. And I was like, I'm looking to make about 70 or $80,000. Now, mind you, I'm so cute because I'm like, yeah, I'm about to get me 70, $80,000. That lady laughed at me. And then I did it again. And I was like telling every recruiter my number like straight off the rip. And um, I remember one lady was like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Like it was just she was too enthusiastic about my ask. And when someone acts like they can pay you whatever you're asking too fast, you didn't ask for enough money. That's why she was so excited. So she could go tell her boss you know, she only needs 70 to $80,000. It's a highly qualified woman and only asking for 70,000. And it proceeded that I was doing these phone screens and wasn't getting the job. 
But there was a few recruiters that literally laughed at me when I was asking for the 70,000. And it wasn't until I landed my role for a hundred thousand that I realized they were laughing at me because I didn't know my value. Like I, I was like been worth a hundred thousand coworkers had been getting paid six, six figures for the same role. And I didn't have a clue. And so that's what the joke was. And I just didn't get it. Bet you I didn't make that mistake. No more. And so I continued to discover this. So mind you, I kind of stumbled upon a hundred thousand. The offer came in at higher than what my original ask was. And I remember as I was transitioning out of that role, I was uh, talking to one of my coworkers who had left the company. Y'all, I want you to know she let me know that she was being paid $50,000 more to manage a department a third the size of the department that I was managing and had gotten a $5,000 starting bonus. Y'all, I could not believe it. I was livid. I was sick. Okay. Cause I thought I was so cute, like a hundred thousand, like, ah, uh, six figure, whatever, whatever the case may be. And here it is your counterparts making an extra 50 bands. And the joke is on you because you want to play small. So I figured out how to do market research, what other people in my department was making. And when I went to San Francisco, you can believe I made a count. Okay. I got everything that was due. Stock options, corporate housing, starting bonus. Also, you'll find um, that I talk about this in my ebook, Six Steps to Six Figures, is that... Um, the money that companies have budgeted for base salary, there's a different set of budge, uh, budget that recruiters use that is the starting bonus. And that is kind of what they are able to use as their negotiation tactics when they need to sweeten the deal. And so say, for instance, if a role is posted and the top of the budget is $150,000, you can go ask for five, 10, $15,000. And that money is coming from a different line item. And so it's not the same. So remember at the very minimum to ask for your starting bonus, I go into all these details in my book, majesty, six steps to six figures, which is available for instant download. When you click the link in the show notes or my bio or, or the description of this video. Um, cause I talk to you specifically on what to say, what websites to look up to find out what your role should be paying, um, how to position your skill set. Um, but after going through a few experiences like that, where I thought I was doing well and that much more was uh, possible for me, I decided to comprise my expertise um, into um, this ebook so you can know specifically what to say to recruiters, what to email them, how to negotiate, how long it should take, how much money, how much more money really is available within this book. And you can take those coins and do whatever you need to do. You can um, live the life you want to live. Okay. I've been living my best life. Okay. That I can do with my six figures and 
I will say after kind of breaking through the barrier of what felt impossible of six figures, I always knew that I was a millionaire. I always knew that I would make six figures. I did think that I would have to be a lawyer to do that. Um, but I will say it's possible for me now. And that's one thing I want to make sure that you know is that this is within your reach. And sometimes you haven't been exposed to the information that lets you know what you are capable of. So I will be the one that will tell you what somebody should have told you about your convictions, your career, and your coins. So click the link in my bio. Get to your bag. Secure the funds. So then we can discuss. And I'll see you back next time for another episode of the Somebody Should Have Told Me podcast. Hello, it's Majesty here, and I'm your host of the Somebody Should Have Told Me podcast, where we talk about our convictions, our career, our coins, and just overall wellness. I want you to check out my ebook, Majesty's Six Steps to Six Figures, where I show you how to get the salary you deserve. So click the link in the show notes, the bio, wherever you're listening or watching this podcast. And let me show you how to get to the money. All right.